bars. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. This Saturday, Pox presents the musical event of the new millennium. You'll remember playing the recorder in elementary school. Well, this Saturday, in Oklahoma City, over 4 million third grade students from all over the country will gather in one place and at the same time play My Country Tis of Thee on their recorders. It's the largest third grade recorder concert ever. Special guest conductor Yoko Ono and woodwind virtuoso Kenny G will lead this fantastic event. This Saturday at 11 Eastern, 10 Central, the world will be watching. Did you get a fucking Dumbledore pipe? Is that what that shit is? This motherfucker! Why you have me start the podcast? Some fucking Gandalf shit right there. Like, just sitting there well, just yeah. like, all right, let's go, buddy. Let's go. A wizard is neither late nor does he arrive early. He arrives precisely when he means to. You know what? For someone who doesn't like Pip, you sure are acting like a Brit. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to another edition of Jack Map Bows. I'm your host on the side of the air is clean and I'm lighting up green. Yeah, boy, MSG. We're back for another edition with my three amigos. As you see in the middle there, he's not a square. He's looking kind of dapper and dabonair. He used to be the douchebag from New York and he used to be a kid who didn't care. But now he's back. I hope my intro was able to live up to expectations and he loves it and it will be a grand fair. Joe Bernola. That was almost as good as my facial hair. I went like you kept going debonair and everything. I was like, okay, where's the facial hair? Where's the it never happened. I wanted you. To, I, I, I don't. I don't want to take away your shine. This is your. Your. You could have came in and been the one. I don't know. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Welcome back I'm, to the second. I'm doing ad. well. This is, thanks for having me again. It's good to be here. And of course, each and every week, he makes his way back. This time he's uh, on the attack as he's got his uh, lunch sack and he's smoking from his uh, magic pipe and all that. He's talking about, 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 well, we're back to review another episode of South Park Boys, the conclusion of season three. We've made it through the stretch. This is it, the final one. And then we get into one of the top five seasons. 
next week with season four. But before we get there, we have to give you the breakdown of how South Park chose to end season three in a very interesting fashion, very interesting topic of conversation. And well, they flipped it. And I, I don't know how well this episode would go over now in 2020. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing while I was watching <clears throat> my first time through. Hmm. Yeah, like. They would put this on TV right now. I don't yeah. think they could. Uh, I'm, it yeah. It wouldn't go over well. I don't believe so. Like, I'm fairly certain there's some er- episodes that Paramount or Comedy Central or Viacom, whomever it is, is just like, no, this can't be in syndication. Like, this this airs after midnight on Saturday nights only, if at all. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it. It's not one. It's not one that I've seen in a while. In fact, I'll I'm gonna check it out. I think Pluto might be into like season two right now. They're like showing it every week on their channel, on the Comedy Central mm-hmm. channel there. And since they've got the first ten seasons, I will look out for it and see if they end up putting this episode up on Pluto. I'll be interested to see if they show it there. But the episode is titled "World Wide Recorder Concert." It is the forty. 40- Eighth overall episode of South Park is our 51st episode. Check my bows. It aired on January 12th, 2000. The children of South Park are invited to Arkansas for the 4 million child blow. <laughs> 2000. The first worldwide recorder and probably last recorder concert. So that's the overall, I guess you might say, synopsis of what's the episode about. So going into that, you're like, okay, it's gonna be interesting. It's just about some kids, you know, playing recorders because we all played had a recorder. Yeah, we kids, we all did the stupid little three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run, mm-hmm. see how they run, right? Yeah. Uh, so we all Still played those. How to play mine? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. John Cena's intro. I can play that. Ba, ba, da, ba. Yeah. <laughs> It took me a while to figure it out, but I finally figured it out. And MSG, were you about to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like Rick Moranis and Honey, I Blew Up the Baby? I don't know. Maybe. It sounded like it. Let's move (laughs) out of the plot. Uh, You know, Rick, not to go off on a tangent, but Rick Moranis walking down the street and just getting randomly punched by a homeless dude sucks. Fuck this year. Rick Moranis? Rick Moranis is a treasure. You didn't hear that story, Scoot? I I didn't know it was Rick Moranis, but I knew some celebrity randomly got punched in the face by him. He's just walking through the subway, and like you know, like if you look at him, he's like he left Hollywood and all that bullshit. So he was like just wearing like a regular like jacket, blue jeans. Like you wouldn't know, like unless you know who it is. And then when he got punched in the face, somebody somebody finds him and they're like, Holy shit, it's Rick Moranis. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. It's on everywhere. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. He said he's fine though. He's he's okay, but still. Okay, but apparently still. they I don't know if they caught the guy. They might have caught the guy. I'm not sure. There was a manhunt for the guy. <laughs> they was like they, they took it serious. Like they're like, we gotta get this motherfucker. This guy helps stop shit. Like, we gotta get him. You know, they they were there. Anyway, back to the episode of the of the plot here. And Mr. Garrison's class, guys, it opens up with the class practicing for the World's biggest recorder concert. Concert. Uh, they sound horrible. Uh, like Fuck every fourth grade. Suck. <laughs> like every fourth grade class. My country is a thing, sweet land of liberty. 
Joe, were you, I know you said you played it. Were you ever a recorder aficionado? Not an aficionado, no. My no. sister was the aficionado. I just like, no, this thing sounds like ass. And why play that when there are real instruments? <laughs> At, at that age, I was playing guitar and drums, I think. Hmm, okay, that makes more sense. And then, of course, you just told me, uh, Scoop, that you basically learned how to fucking play uh, Mozart Symphony Number no. 5 on the recorder. <laughs> so you are apparently a recorder master. And if so in I, a battle fun. where we are entering and I need someone to play the... Like the entrance music, like of the Americans mm. entering the, the war, that's you. You're that guy that's now, so... Movie. I got you. And you look good in the uniform. So, like, and then you play the little flute thing and then you run. So, you get out of the way. And then and I, I can. We be need the you cartman. to keep playing the flute. We need you to keep playing the flute. So, you got to get out of the way. And then I can be the Cartman drummer. Yeah! Yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Love me yeah. And I'll just be, I'll be Stan, the guy with the flag. <laughs> that was two weeks. Go. <laughs> Two weeks ago, check that out on our YouTube review. Uh, Red badge gayness. Uh, so Cartman tries is in the classroom making you know cracking jokes, of course, about them all sucking. Uh, like Mr. Garrison yells at him. He's like, he's like, you guys clearly didn't practice. And Cartman's like, that's not true, Miss Garrison. Cartman practicing his fingering. Damn it! I don't think you children have been working on your fingering. That's not true, Mr. Garrison. Carl was working on his fingering with his mom all night long. Shut up, fat ass! <laughs> no, seriously. Carl's mom says Carl's getting really good at fingering. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. <laughs> with his mom. Fingering his mom. And practicing his fingering with his mom every night. <laughs> he makes some great uh, jokes here of fingering. Yeah, fucking savage. There's a lot of like really starts to define himself. Yeah, there's a lot of like double entendre jokes on some underscoring and underlying jokes that they're like just saying regular words, but they have Mm -hmm. also double meaning to them in this episode. Right, right, that one right there for sure. Um, we'll get. I don't actually. I'm just gonna tell you now. When they introduce Kenny G later, they call him the a wind instrument aficionado. Yeah, a wind wind instrument aficionado. But right, but but that's. That's not how they say it, though. They shorten. I think. I think they say a woodblow instrument. So it sounds like he, he's a, he's an aficionado at blowing wood, which then plays later into with Mr. Garrison. So <laughs> I just uh-huh. thought that was great as well. Like, wow, they they really went to balls deep here in this episode. You might say, ha 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 ha. You're a punny guy, MSG. Uh, thank you, thank you. So, Mr. Mackey, uh, uh, Mr. Mackey now enters the classroom, and he's all like, "Oh, this, this sounds pretty good, I'm good. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Garrison's like, "Yeah, if you like the sound of like animals dying or something like that, right?" Okay, that's sounding great, kids. Sure, if you like the sound of a peacock getting its neck broken. Mm-hmm. And, Mr. Uh, Mackey explains that, unfortunately, the trip to Oklahoma has to be changed as a terrible flood hit it. So the location has been updated to Arkansas. And Mr. Garrison exclaims, Arkansas! <laughs> and he explains to Mr. Mackey in private that he can't go to Arkansas because that's where his parents live. Mr. Mackey sits him down. As a counselor, you can go and talk to me about anything. Was there a history of uh, sexual abuse in your family as a child? 
to which Mr. Garrison, you know, at first he says, yes, my uncle. And he's like, oh, how long ago was that? He's like, last weekend. <laughs> and I was like, what? And Mr. Garrison's like, and he goes on to explain. He's like, yeah, he's a paraplegic. But, and Mr. Garrison then asks him, I'm sorry, Mr. Mackey asks him more directly about his family. And Mr. Garrison starts to cry. And you get the impression that Mr. Garrison has been sexually abused as a child, which now you, as you, you know, initially you're watching this episode, you're like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Like maybe that's why he turned out the way he turned out too. Right. And I think they were doing that intentionally. Like, yeah, this is why he's the depraved man slut that he is. They were like setting they, up for the they, swerve. Yeah, they were definitely setting up for the uh, Shamalamalan twist. Shamalamalan. They mostly come out at night, mostly. Mostly. So after he's convinced by Mr. Mackey, you have to go to Arkansas, okay? And you need to uh you need to speak with your, your parents and you need to get over this, okay? okay? So and then he's Mr. Garrison runs out of the room. Ah! And then of course Cartman gives his patented line. Don't look at me. I'll go on your bathroom trip and just don't look at me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. Dead big here. So great moment. It was. It was. So now they're on the bus ride, right? And Cartman is trying to find what's called the brown note. And we'll elaborate more on what that is here later, but with the help of Kenny being his test subject. So this is kind of the subplot of this story. And the subplot here is Cartman and Kenny are looking to find the brown note as they want to figure out a way to play the, the note that makes people crap their pants. Crap your pants. Um, Cartman, after Cartman. Cartman explains what it was and how the French used it during World War during World War II and can make anybody who crap their pants. Uh, Kyle doesn't believe Cartman. Now we shift over to Mr. Garrison as they're on the bus because they're, they're they're driving right. They immediately jump from the classroom. Now they're on the field trip. They're driving, and he sees a sign that says um, "Now are 420 miles away from Arkansas." He's freaking out, right? Uh, then Mr. Mackey tries to consult him. But uh, Mr. Garrison kind of goes into his alter ego, Mr. Hat. So he starts using Mr. Hat to speak to Mr. Garrison and says, uh, uh, Mr. Garrison's not here right now. He can't talk. <laughs> and Mackey, you know, says that uh, Mr. Hat is using being used to cover up the fact that uh, Mr. Garrison is switching personalities to Mr. Hat's reply. Oh, you figure that all by out by yourself, Sherlock. Monkeys make better counselors. Uh, upon hearing this, Mackie is infuriated, gets into a fight with Mr. Hat. Well, you son of a bitch! No, oh, Mr. Mackie and Mr. Hat are fighting! Well, I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm good! Yeah! 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 No! You may have won this time, Mr. Hat. In the passageway of the bus, and the kids in kids in the bus are all screaming, "Ah, yeah, Mr. Matt, Mr. Mackey, Mr. Hat are fighting!" And like they're just fighting, ridiculous. And Mr. Hat beats up Mr. Mackey guys. He he's able to get the victory. You may have won this one, Mr. Hat. <laughs> I mean, that's like when like Kenny Omega lost to a broom. It it, it happens. I guess. Well. 
I don't know if a lot of our, our listeners are going to get that reference, but uh, no, not at all. Dramatic Dream Team Pro, check it out. Chinese <laughs> uh, crap. So after he loses the fight, uh, Mrs. Crab, she's all yelling. She's in the back of the bus. Sit down, shut up. <laughs> you can see Mr. Mackey with like a black eye and shit. He's all messed up. <clears throat> so oh, they get up. I just, I just, re- there was a Japanese wrestler that wrestled a dummy mm-hmm. and he lost to it. Is that what you were just talking about? I don't, yeah, that, that, um, that I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there's a company called DDT Pro in Japan that like they do all kinds of stupid, uh, not stupid, hilarious stuff like that. Um, they had a ladder win a championship, <laughs> but moving on. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, All no, right. we're, we're good. Uh, so as they get off the bus now, the fourth graders, that being South Park's elementary, mm-hmm. uh, the third graders uh, from New York are there, and they see them, and they're told to be, you know, uh, the lady comes off, where are you guys from? South Park. All right, line up next to the New York kids. So they line up next to the New York kids, and, like, as soon as they walk up, like, with that, within, like, seconds, the New York kids, they pounce on them. Yo, check out these guys. These guys come from the mouse, stupid little rednecks. You know, all bundled up. They get dragged on. And if this were real, it would have been while the bus was rolling in. South Park, Colorado, the hell is that? Fucking redneck queefs. (laughs) Fucking douchebags. See the thing about the, the kids from South Park, Colorado, don't understand. And, and, and this might not be, of course, widely known. You guys know me from the East Coast, but like West Coast kids take it personal, right? They'll get upset. Like if if like they had rolled back in and like fired back some good insults right away, the New York kids probably would be like, "Hey, yo!" Like so, it might have been a different conversation. These guys ain't mad. You guys are all right. You bought me right back in the face, (laughs) right? You You know, so like they didn't get that. You Mm -hmm. got some balls on you. As a kid who grew up in the West Coast, like uh, they don't do that here. It's more like. Why would you say that, bro? Like, why would you harsh my mellow like that? Yeah, like <laughs> that's not cool, dude. You don't pass my vodka. You know, you don't get to come to my birthday party now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't get to call the bitch and then my mom made pancakes in the morning. We're gonna have pancake breakfast with the bitch. We're gonna do surf and syrup, and you <laughs> are not coming. <laughs> <laughs> surf and syrup. Now I want to do that, but with lean <laughs> as the syrup. <laughs> yeah, I came up with that one. And that one's recorded. Thank God I finally said something on record. record. Right. <laughs> Hashtag so- surf and syrup. We're going to have so many Cali kids just fucking like with bottles of fucking log cabin and Aunt Jemima's on the fucking beach. Log on my egg on it. They're like, dude, that's a wrong thing. We're doing pancakes. Log on my pancakes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Extricate my pancake. Extricate my pancake, bro. Like, extra pan in my cake. Oh, like what you're like on a like on a surfboard, bro, bro. And you're like, oh, and you're oh like, man. And you're like hitting the gnar, bro. And you get folded up. It's like a pancake being folded up on you, bro. So that's why we're part together, bro. Surfs and syrups, bro. Oh. <laughs> And then when you're having like a short sack on a big surf, you just like take you take a big bite and shuck it, bra. 
Shaka Brawl. Shaka Brawl. Shaka Brawl. <laughs> Shaka Brawl. All right. Oh, anyway, we're, get, we're getting yeah. it off here. So the, the th- as we were talking about New York kids, they basically mm-hmm. make fun of these individuals. Now, you know, Joe, you we already talked about it. Scoop, you're uh, – any experiences? I mean, you technically didn't grow up in New York, more or less. You were more in New Jersey. <sighs> Talk to me about the New York-New Jersey rivalry. Um, it's like New York was set in the fashions, and New Jersey was like, hey, look at me. I'm trying to keep up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. – Okay. It was like a big brother, little brother, big brother, little brother. And it's fun. And it's funny because the only thing New Jersey did right and did first was become a state. (laughs) Yo, 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 yo. Mm -hmm. Are you excited? Jersey Shore on vacation. They're back. They're back. (laughs) They're back. We're done for, man. Oh. (laughs) 2020. GTL, bruh. GTL, bruh. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scoop. After this is over, I'm going to get some B12. And I'm going to get pumped up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, I got to clue you in. Scoop, B12 is our code word for, you know, the bad stuff. (laughs) The gas. So everyone says B12. It's just a funny ongoing thing to be like, oh, he's jacked up on B12. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so the term is no longer looking tremendous. Oh, tremendous. Well, that's pretty good, too. Yeah, you throw the N in. Tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. Well, basically, Braun Strowman scoop. He, there's a picture of him that surfaced online where he was like talking about his workout syndrome. <laughs> and he's got a beach. Tw- he's got a he's got a needle, needle like sitting there on, his on the counter. counter. And he's like, "That's my B12, brother. I use it because <laughs> I have to use it." So now the ongoing joke on different shows throughout the is, "Yeah, bro, you're on that B12." Oh okay, my god. Okay. Oh, I had I. Have had several roommates on B12 <laughs> in like, my 12 years. I've actually tried B12 and it does work. It does give you like a, a boost of energy. Mm-hmm. But like that was actually from a practitioner chick. Like that was her job. Mm-hmm. And like I just happened to be at her house one night and we were, we were having fun and a band was in town and she was giving everybody else one. And she said, Hey, Matt, do you want to try B12? And I was like, Yeah, I trust you. That's your job. Sure. You know, so and they give you a shot in the butt. It was weird. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. But then, like, you're like kind of euphoric. You're like, all right. Like, it, it feels like it cures all like ailments and shit, loosens up all your muscles. And you're like, right, man. let's go. So I, I could see it technically being a I think that was PCP, Matt. You're down with PCP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, so like back heroin. to the New York kids. You're now. like a religious did heroin. <laughs> Shut up, guys. Don't tell people. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. I've never done that. Oh no, no. It was like she she was legit. Like she's got like has a job. Like, you know, she pulled it out her case and had all the bottles and blah blah blah. Like it was I've never done that. I've never done the age, and I don't ever wanna. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't. You want well, to- So moving on now. So the boys they get made fun of. They're called rednecks and queefs. And like, there's at one point, like they're like, what? Like, <laughs> there's like a, a bit of science. And Carbon looks over. Hey guys, you might queef. And Kyle, or Stan or Kyle, immediately, Kenny. Kenny's like, I don't know. Now, Kenny see, does. 
that's where they could have had some fun with this if Kenny would have like said something. Right. But because you know he's usually breaking the third wall, or he hasn't really broken the third. No, yeah, he does. He's yeah, he's been breaking the third wall since the beginning. Like he he knows everything. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I wish he would have, would have I wish been. It was a little shocking that they didn't tell that uh, Kenny didn't know what the meaning was, but also I guess that lends to the fact that, um, you know, Kenny doesn't know everything, right? He's still a kid, right? At this point. So, right. and some of the innocence is still there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I, also a female, female anatomy. I mean, really, think about it. South Park t- probably taught us what queef meant. I mean, at least me. You scoop to teach you what the words queef meant. <laughs> I think the internet taught me what a queef was. Interesting. Douchebag New York kid? Um, I mean, I was like, I was, I was, let's see, 1999. I was like, oh, 2000. I was like 15 at the time. I definitely knew what a queef was. Maybe not in third grade, but definitely by junior high. Maybe I just didn't know. Maybe I guess I was just shot like a good shot in that regard. I I didn't know what it meant. I was picked on a lot. I just learned from this show. No, nobody really ever threw around the word queef. Like this was the first time I had heard the word queef. You quit my fast. Like that's like that's the epitome of queef. But mm-hmm. you quit my fast. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? That's not how they was made. Such such you quit my fast for no reason. Right. Anyway. Um. So. After being called queefs and rednecks, now the boys are pissed. So they go back up to the hotel and they're like looking up the word queef. They can't find the meaning of it. Cartman's still looking it up. The brown noise. He finds it in the book. See? Check it out, guys. It's real. The brown eyes. Um, so he, he, he tells Kenny, hey, maybe we can have Kenny G help us find it, right? Well, let's talk about uh, really quickly here at the concert, right? <laughs> All right. Before we get to the next part. So next day, the concert organizers, we see Yoko Ono and Kenny G addressing everyone. I want to talk about this first. We got Yoko Ono, who we can barely understand a word she's saying. And Kenny G, who they make out to be clearly homosexual here. Um, even the onset here of his character being petite and, you know, uh, very docile, uh, very uh, low in his, his tonality when he's talking like, oh, I just will try really hard. Okay, let's get to recorders out. You know, so he's a very, uh, you know, mute, docile, sensitive type of male. But anyway, we get to this here. They play it horribly. Um, and at this point, the kids are trying to come up with another another word, I guess. Like mm-hmm. they're like because they couldn't figure out what queef meant, so they're like, "We got to come up with another word." So they make so they think they make one up, and that is the word "mung." And Cartman's like, "Yeah, mung." <laughs> so the New Yorkers show back up, and they're like, "What's up, queefs?" Right? Like, and uh, so they say, "You know what? You know what you guys are? You guys are a mung." And the New Yorkers are like, "We're not mung." You're mung, and they're like, ha ha ha, we made it up. Mung's not even a real word. The New York kids are like, uh, you guys are idiots. Mung is actually so a real word. 
uh, and they explain what Mung is, that Mung is the actual discharge that comes out of a woman after she's had a, a, a child. You're right. When uh, you squeeze on a, yeah. You, you jump up on her tummy. <laughs> you squeeze down. <laughs> comes, I imagine it coming out either like the belly button or the mm-hmm. banana, like a long Play-Doh, but like black. Well, yeah, it, it is pus. Pee-pee. It's pus, so I don't think it'd be black, but... Like pee-pee. Gross. Now, it would have been cool if someone would have came out and be like, no, it's a bean. That would have been funny. Right, mung beans. Yeah. You don't You don't think that uh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, stick me... Here's a little game for me to play with you. Stick me in your mouth and say howdy, ho, ho, yum, yum. <laughs> That's so disgusting. I was thinking about that. I was talking about that with Ben yesterday on Light the Fuse. We we're talking about Mr. Hickey the Christmas Pooh, and he was saying he didn't like it. We were like, "Well, we we're not big, the biggest fans of it." But there was a funny line, and I thought that was stick me in your mouth and say how do you do. Go back and listen to episode forty-nine, yeah. guys. Our podcast exclusive Christmas songs. Listen to it now. Listen to it on Christmas. Listen to it when you're bored. It's a Christmas episode that you'll come to enjoy. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now. Listen to it with your children. Yeah. Yeah, listen to it with your 10-year-old. Have, have your child listen to it with your four-year-old. It'll, it'll be a great time. Send me nasty emails. I would like to hear their reaction. In fact, mm-hmm. if you could record your kids listening to it and send it over, <laughs> I will put that on the show. Thank you very much. It'll be like kids' reaction, South Park style. I don't think they would actually do that, but we'll Co- do it here. Cox, I love you. Anyway, no, so yeah. I, I, while well, so, well, that's going on, <clears throat> Garrison apparently goes back to his his parents' house, and you know he visits his parents' home and whatnot. And um, <laughs> this is where the story gets weird, guys. I've come to ask you about the sexual abuse, Dad. What? I have to know why. Right here and now, we're going to talk about this. What the hell are you talking about? I never sexually abused you. I know. I want to know why not. What? Was it that I was ugly? Oh my god! I wasn't good enough for you, was that it, Dad? Well, no! Sure, you could go off and screw any whore on Ryland Street, but when it came to your own son, you were just too busy! <laughs> oh, weird. So, we find out that apparently Mr. Garrison's dad has never sexually abused him so the whole guise of this we thought was that garrison was no garrison's father never sexually abused him and apparently garrison wanted that guys of course he did it's just a little weird you know but i mean that's garrison though you think there are real people like that that like wanted to be or liked being sexually like liked uh what's the term i can't even think of uh where you have sex with the incest or inbred or, or inbred yeah it's inbreeding like our incestation or something i, I don't incest and in, inbreeding yeah it's an incestual oh, relationship that's nasty but, <laughs> like somebody was telling me that like the most number one thing people look up on porn is like dude and like stepmom or something like that mm-hmm. i was like that's fucking weird. <laughs> I can't, like, that's you guys. If you're looking at but it, I mean, guys, it's, it's a hot stepmom. You know what I'm saying? Not blood related. You know, she's not your mom, dude. <laughs> right, right. 
I know Scoop's looking up. Fuck. Actually, the no, number. Not that. Oh, okay. Um, I appreciate that. Like, That's nice. Scoop's an equal opportunity masturbator. Equal opportunity. That's a Paul Johnson for president, 2028. Joe, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the most searched term on Pornhub last year was amateur, then alien, then POV. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. I think a lot of these places, like I've heard that or I've seen some of these porn sites become like covert ops to upload different things because like right. you wouldn't think to up go there and watch a, a specific episode of a brand new show, but it, things will get uploaded there, dude. It's crazy. Like someone was like, I was like, well, they were watching you porn, like, but it was like a brand new episode of American Dad. I was like, is this porn? He's like, no, American Dad. I'm like, oh, God, okay. Yeah, they'll upload different things because you can get around the copyrights. You know what I mean? If you think about it, not a lot of these copyright companies are going to go in there willingly looking for this shit, especially not on company time and company dime. Like, what are you doing today, Bill? Uh, I'm looking up to see if someone stole our stuff on the porn site. Shut the fuck up and get back to work. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's not something that's largely uh, done or even, you know, really known about because it's not like widespread amounts of it but yeah sometimes you'll see brand new movies up there i've told and whatnot i don't know i don't be yeah quite honest, guys i don't That's visit a lot of these porn sites the, yeah they've kind of turned you porn into a youtube see and like you, you can upload whatever the hell you want to it interesting i was gonna say there's there's quite a few out there that you can just upload your own shit to Mm-hmm. You can just make a, an account. And- well, BitChute is becoming, I think it's going to be the next big thing, to be honest. <coughs> Everyone's, uh, I think a lot of people are using BitChute now because it's more unregulated, uh, free, open video um, right. conversation. You're not getting censored or bogged down, you know, mm-hmm. corporate sponsors and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, so Garrison visited his pal. He's upset that he's not getting raped by his dad sexually molested uh his dad's extremely confused of course why his son would be mad about this now back at the um after being humiliated of course we remember the boys were shocked to hear the discover that the name Mung is not is a real word and the new yorkers and everyone laughed at them then mr Mackey shows up to mr garrison's dad and this is such a weird conversation and he tells it's so weird and Mr. Ga- Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Garrison, uh, uh, your son seems to be upset. Now, as his guidance counselor, we need to talk about the sexual abuse history in your family. And he, does, uh, he says, I never sexually abused my son. Oh, you didn't? Well, that changes everything. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it does. And he's like, well. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Mackey flips because yeah. Mr. Garrison Sr. tells him that he's upset. Mr. That Mr. Garrison is, is upset the fact that the father, him being the father, would not sexually abuse him. And then Mr. Mackey starts to rationalize and more or less enable this activity for Mr. Garrison by saying, well, you know, how, how do you think he feels? He sees a lot of people on TV and media getting having sex with their uncles and fathers and thinking, well, is there something wrong with me? Okay. Hold on a second. Are you actually suggesting that I have sex with my 41-year-old son? There comes a time in every father's life when he must ask himself, how far will I go to save my son's life? Well, I won't have sex with him. Well, I've said all I can say. 
I know it's difficult, but family is about compromises. Don't lose your son over this, Mr. Garrison. Don't lose your son. And he basically ends this statement by saying, you know, would uh, would you end up having sex to save your son's life? Okay. <laughs> and Mr. Garrison's like, no, I will not do that. And he's like, don't. Don't let this be. Don't lose your son over this, Mr. Garrison. Don't lose your son. Okay. <laughs> Dude, Mr. Mackey is so pivotal in these early seasons. Like the oh, yeah. little, okay. I still like the. I still think my. I'm, I've been listening or thinking about the last week or two. I still think the uh, the hard care the bills with Mr. Mackey is my favorite from the mm-hmm. last. Hark hear the bells, sweet silver bells. Ding dong. And like, even technically, that's really good multi-track recording. I know, it's great. Yeah. It's great, it's great. Well, so Mr. Mackey trying to convince Mr. Garrison to to do it. Initially, of course, he's saying no. Now, that night, Cartman finally finds the legendary brand noise. And he's excited, so he grabs Stan and Kyle and shows them and says, look, they test it on Kenny, and they're like, nah. And they're like, yeah, no, dude, just go check it out again. So they go outside, and they do it again. They play the brown noise, and you see some guy, like, unloading stuff from a truck. Oh, crap. I think I just crapped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so Stan and Kyle figure if they put this in the New York kids' music, then that'll get all the New Yorkers to crap their pants. So they elect to go to the music sheet and change it, put it on the New Yorkers' door, where one of the PAs walks by sees this revision and think it's done by Yoko Ono herself. So she says, holy crap, Yoko Ono's made revisions. We got to make 4 million copies and get this out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now that's going on. Now we're back at the Garrison's. And this is great. Mr. Garrison's like getting ready to go to bed. All right, I'm just going to go off to bed. And then the dad's just like sitting there stoically watching t- you know, television in his chair. You know, should be fine. Have a good night. He's like, I think I'll just go out there and I'm not going to wear any boxers. Okay. I think I'm going to leave the door open. Whatever you need. I think, oh no, I think I'm going to leave the door open just in case you want to come in and say anything. Uh, And he says, uh, won't be necessary. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes through all his different things and he's like, "Uh, you know, actually, I think I'm just going to probably not go ahead and take off my boxers. I'm probably just not going to wear anything and like trying to get his dad. Fuck him. And his dad finally, I'm not going to come up there and molest you. You don't love me. I'll leave the door open a little in case you need to see me about anything. Won't be necessary. I'll just just be going up to bed now. Guess maybe I won't even wear those boxers. I'm not going to molest you. You don't love me. (laughs) I want to die. God damn it. Mr. Garrison runs off. What's weird too is when he tells his mom earlier in the episode, she's like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. Dad never molested me, Mom. No, I, I can't. I can't believe it." Mother, did you know that Dad never sexually molested me? That that can't be. He never did, Mom. Not once. That's not true. Your father loved you often. He never did, Mom. And I think you knew he never did. No, no, if I knew, I would have made him do it. You stood by and let it happen. You saw him come home drunk and then just go right to sleep. I'm not listening. Face it, Mother, he never abused me. Ah! 
<laughs> I'm not hearing this. I'm not. I'm not gonna hear this. This isn't true. You're just like, what? What is going on? It's a weird fucking family in the south. Not that there's wrong with that. Not that there's wrong with that. So Mr. Garrison, as we mentioned, he went to bed depressed. And um, so Mr. Garrison Sr. now frustrated. He goes to the bar and starts to tell his uh, troubles to his friends. Hey, would you guys have sex with your son to save his life? And his friends are all like, oh, this is one of them word jumbled scrumbled things. Okay, how about this? How about this? <laughs> would you have sex with your father to save your mother's life? <laughs> I, I like how it gets down to the bartender though. The bartender's like, if I was told I have to have sex, to have, I have to have sex with my father or my brother to save my mother's life, or I needed to have sex with my mother to save my brother's life, I just have sex myself. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, 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 me too. That's yep. pretty good. <laughs> uh, but this was definitely one of those picture perfect scenes what guys do in bars. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Would you rather have sex with such and such person or eat this type of food? And you're like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty odd. It's usually not about. Would you, you rather have sex with a prison inmate or be Arthur? Ooh, and I say, hey, what a wonderful time of day. Just learn to love and play. <laughs> Live with each other. So later, somebody enters uh, later on that night uh, as the light rages on. Mr. Garrison's laying there and his door opens and someone enters Mr. Garrison's bedroom. And this gets, I mean, whether it's him or not, it's just, it's disturbing the notion Mm-hmm. When Mr. Garrison, this is, I would say, in all of my history of watching South Park, moreover of Mr. Garrison being turned into a man or female, I'm sorry, and getting banged by Richard Darwin. Uh, and you see his mm-hmm. big titties. Moreover, the Scissor Me Timbers stuff. Uh, moreover, all the different sex scenes. I feel like this is probably, even though you hear it, it's just one of the most disturbing sex scenes in South Park history. Dad? Uh, I'm just fast asleep, not hearing anything. Oh, 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 Dad! Oh, goodness gracious! Don't stop, Dad, stop! How could you? Because Mr. Garrison is getting plowed with what he thinks by his his dad. And he's like, oh, dad. Oh, dad. Dad. Oh, oh, stop, dad. Stop. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And he's just, he believes he's getting ramrobbed by his father. It's it's a very disturbing scene. Yeah. It makes me kind of feel uncomfortable. I don't know about how you guys feel. It was just one of those, like, holy shit, I can't believe they went this far. And that was, like, when I was watching it as a teen, I'm like, whoa. Because, like, when you're watching it the first time, you're not supposed to be in on the twist yet. You're still supposed to think that that's uh, Herbert Sr. friggin' taking Garrison to town. And it's like, wait, did they, holy shit. Whoa, okay. But well, 
The South Park creators must have known that mm-hmm. because immediately the very next scene, you know, Mr. Garrison's all excited. I think my work mm-hmm. here is done. Well, I'm just glad we can get this over with and we can move forward as a family. So Mr. Garrison leaves believing he's been ramrodded. And then mm-hmm. his mom leaves even like he did the right thing after Mr. Garrison leaves. And he's like, I didn't do nothing. And we, the reveal is we were shown that uh, he opens up the closet and it's Kenny G, who was the one who had sex with Mr. Garrison. Here's your hundred bucks, as promised. And he's all like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. You don't need to give me money. So he leaves. <laughs> so he takes off and he's out of here. So we then, uh, from there, now Mr. Garrison excited. We get to the concert. The boys look in horror as they discover that the brown noise now apparently is in everyone's music. And everyone starts playing. And the boys are now desperately running toward the stage because they're trying. They know that once they get to this brown noise, of four million people playing this brown noise, shit's about to go down. And despite their efforts to fail and stop everyone from playing it, the brown noise is played, and everyone's watching the most worldwide recorded concert, and mm-hmm. everybody in the whole world surrenders their bowels and shits themselves. Yes, Kenny dies from pooping too hard. Um and uh, everyone's dead. They go to the news report. Uh, I'm in New York, but it could be any city. It could be any city. It could be Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles, all over the world. Everyone has shit their beds, and nobody knows what the cause of it's for. And then you just see Cartman, Kenny. I'm not Kenny. I'm sorry, Cartman, Kyle, and Stan walk by in the background with a news reporter. <laughs> like nobody knows what the cause of it's for. And just as they're about to get back on the bus. And we're getting here to the conclusion. Just as they're about to get back on the bus, uh, the New York kids approach them. They're like, we know you did this. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, we figure if you made the whole world crap, that's pretty cool. And Kurt was like, like, well, just remember, you know, everybody on the West Side is not so bad after all. West Side not so bad after all. (laughs) And I get they get on the bus, and Mr. Garrison uh, is asked by Mrs. Crabtree, where are we going? And Mr. Garrison says, second start to the right, straight on through to the morning, which is a Peter Pan Pan reference. Neverland stuff. And speaking of second start of the right, straight on till morning, I got to go to the second start of the right, straight on till morning. Adios. All right, Joe (laughs) Vanilla, douchebag, New York kid has taken off. He's going to go do uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling. So check out Some stuff like that, yeah, yeah. On Twitch. You'll find that in the future. Just check yep. out Rocky Mountain Pro, and you can follow him at JV Vernola on Instagram. So. Yep. And, uh, yep, Primos, all that fun stuff, too. Later. All right. Well, Joe Vernola, of course, taking off to do the professional wrestling. <laughs> Here's go. See the, see the cloud of dust behind him. Cloud of dust. I Did just did something. Yeah, he took a shot. Okay. Well, that was the episode, guys. That was another action-packed, totally jacked, really stacked, check my bows review of episode number 48 overall, season three, episode number 17, the season finale of season three. And now we're going to get into what did Kenny say? We're back. That's right. Another edition of What Did Kenny Say? Joe, he didn't say much. I mean, Scoop, he didn't say much. Joe's not here. We missed you already. But Joe, Scoop, he didn't say much, dude. Like, he didn't say nothing, really. It's a very short edition. 
of what did Kenny say? Because throughout the episode, they basically would say something to Kenny, and his reply would either be, uh-huh, uh, yeah, and I don't know. That was really his only three instances before. So I yep. didn't feel like it was necessary to go through all the different uh, build-up for that, the dialogue. The only right. one that was really notable here is later on when Cartman finds the brown noise. He says, the brown noise. Can you and me found the brown noise? Here, look. And he places some earmuffs on Stan's head. And he goes, there, okay. Let's see here. And then he plays the brown noise. And he goes, ready, Kenny? And he plays it. And then Kenny says, ready. And then Stan and Kyle look at each other. And Cartman plays a fat bass note. Kenny farts and then yells out, Oh shit! <laughs> Damn it, Cartman! I gotta go to the bathroom! <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Kenny said! That's what Kenny said. There you go. So that's very short and sweet, Scoop. So why don't we jump into this a trivia? Why don't you lay it down for us, buddy? Lay down some, some knowledge. So the brown noise is a reference to the white noise, a Nazi method of driving the enemy insane with music during World War II. The New York kids should have an appearance on South Park. Hold on, before we move on to that, I just want to talk about that for a second. If you think about that, that kind of goes back to the uh, meteor shower episode, Two Guys Naked in a Hot Tub, when they're trying when the ATF is trying to blast them out with right so that's kind of interesting that's kind of a variance of the white noise i just thought that was a good call out there go ahead sorry so the new york kids should have an appearance on south park the stick of truth as the models of four of them can be found in the game files their appearance in the game except smitty is slightly different from the appearance in this episode the name of the new york kid in the white tank top was revealed as smitty in the game files that's interesting so but they were supposed to but they didn't huh well, they're basically in the files, right? Like, I think you can actually use them as character creation models. Like, you can make the make some of yourself look like the New York kid. So, because okay. I think they were initially were supposed to be like characters or some form of characters played. When they weren't, then I think they just became okay. We'll just make them models that you can use part of the models, right? More faces to use, more bodies, hairstyle, and you know that Smitty character definitely kind of has like a greaser look. So I'm sure there uh-huh. was somebody who picked up the game and was like, oh, that looks like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. This episode displays Mr. Hat's capability of independent existence. Now, this one really kind of – well, I was – I kind of questioned if it was just Mr. Garrison. He was just insane. But then, like, it's this episode and a couple others where it's like, yeah, Mr. Hat's fucking real. So we haven't lost Mr. Hat yet because we we haven't got Mr. Stick yet, right? Nope. So you're, this would be one of the first, but I would also argue that technically, uh, I mean, I know this is the first time they've showed in the episode, but he definitely ex- displayed capability of independent existence in the movie when he drove the car. Oh, right. Right. So they, they have shown independent existence in the movie, but this was the first in the episode. Um. Danny DeVito noted that this – in the South Park 5th anniversary special that this was his – one of his favorite episodes. Interesting. Uh, during the sh- during the shots of the 4 million children, there are various repeat appearances throughout the crowd. For example, in shots of the stage from the crowd, at least 15 versions of Brimmy can be seen. I'll buy it with green brims on their hats instead of yellow. Or Brimmy, I guess. Brimmy? I don't know what that means. Maybe it's some sort of a European thing. 
Maybe. Uh, during the shot of the crowd, the stage, a mirror effect can be seen on the left side of the screen, resulting in several pairs of twins appearing along the edge of the shot. On televised airings, when the sheet music, the boys changed, appears on the stage wall, the camera zooms in on the changed note, but in the DVD version, it doesn't zoom in at all. This is one of the few times that the boys' actions have a negative effect on a massive national and even global scale. Other examples are going to be two days before the day after tomorrow, canceled, and then, of course, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Go ahead. Queefs are mentioned and focused on in later episode. Eat, pray, queef. She craved about five. <laughs> you just don't get it, Sharon. <laughs> you just don't get it, uh, Mom. <laughs> On the December 16, 2013, airing on Comedy Central, it was titled The Brown Noise. This is the first South Park episode to be aired in the new millennium. This is the first episode in the series to have aired in the 2000s. So, Let's get into some pop culture now. I'll read a couple things. One of the New Yorker kids are wearing a t-shirt that says Echo. This is likely a parody of the Echo clothing line that was very popular uh, during the 90s. Uh, yes, the was. boys, that and FUBU. Um, the boys Jenker. along and that guy and Jenker, yeah, bo- uh, the FUBU guy ended up being one of the Shark Tank guys. So there you go. Uh, the boys along with the New York children stay at the Roman Holiday Inn. This is a reference to the 1953 romantic comedy Roman Holiday, starring Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. Very famous movie. In fact, it was one of my grandma's favorite movies. Um, Cartman says that they should bring back another season of Chicago Hope. Though, seriously, Chicago Hope is American medical drama. Te- Chicago Hope is an American medical drama television series that was in its final season when this episode aired. So apparently, Matt Stone and Trey Parker were big fans. So yeah, Cartman's like, "Yo, but seriously, guys, they bring it back because they're all like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? That they should bring back Chicago Hope?'" <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, seriously, guys, they should bring back Chicago Hope. It's good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Um, Mr. Garrison, as we noted, second star to the right and straight on till the morning is a reference, of course, to Peter Pan. Also, it's also a reference in Star Trek um, Six, the Undiscovered Country. Um, but yeah, originally it was a quote from the folktale, Peter Pan. <laughs> Cartman threatens Kyle and tells him once he finds the brown oak, quote, I'll make you try to set yourself so you look like Karen Carpenter. <laughs> this is a reference to the singer who was part of the 1970s music duo, The Carpenters. She had suffered from anorexia most of her life and is believed that she had been consuming large amounts of laxatives along with thyroid medication and strict dieting in order to help her lose weight for her sudden death in 1983 at the age of 32. Crazy. And then in the last thing here is when everyone at the concert plays a brown noise, Kenny is one of the many people, as we mentioned, died. But if you pay attention in the end, when they're all on the bus, Kenny's alive. So that was interesting. <laughs> all right. So uh, I put, I filled in here a lot of my top likes for once. And you filled in your top dislikes and likes. So let's go over them. My top like, of course, was Mr. Garrison starts crying in the classroom. And Cartman says, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I also liked uh, Yoko Ono, the fact that you couldn't understand her. I said, I said, we should hear you. We did not come over here. You guys are so horrible. The boys are like, what did she say? Dude, I have no idea. 
Um, we both put the brown nut with that. That was funny, obviously, making someone crap their pants. Um, we thought it was funny that Mr. Mackey tried to convince Garrison's dad to fuck him. <laughs> Don't lose your son, Kyle. Don't lose your son. Uh, of course, I'd like the Peter Pan reference just because it's a nice little little folktale there. Uh, we both like Mr. Hat versus Mr. Mackey, the fight. Okay. You and might then, have won uh, this you, one, okay? Right. And then you also put uh, – go ahead. Cartman really starting to define himself in this episode where we're getting more of his jokes and stuff to where it's more of his solidified personality. Because you can, you can kind of feel that they've been playing with their personalities up to this point, trying to really – Get those defined roles and stuff. <clears throat> no, it's true. Um, so that was our top likes. And then to get into our top dislikes here, um, my top dislike was just the story arc itself for Mr. Garrison. I just didn't like the story. I didn't like the fact that he wanted to be raped, molested by his father. That's disgusting. And that's weird. Yeah, it was a little, this one kind of feels a little over the line. I, I too agree with you. This was one of my top dislikes too. Like even even back then, it was a little edgy and a little over the line too. I felt, and it was definitely one that I couldn't have in my house if I ever, like, if my parents were to walk in on me watching this episode, and like one of those moments where he's trying to talk about like why you didn't molest me, Dad. You know, it would just be awkward, be weird. It's one of those episodes where it's kind of you can just maybe skip it and just go straight to season four after, you know, it's me, Jesus, are you there, God? So. And then the, this leads to my second thing, of course, is Kenny G having sex with Mr. Garrison, but Mr. Garrison manipulating his son to make him believe it was him. So that just takes the lie even further now. Now you've got Kenny G involved in this. And, and they don't they don't go back to it. They don't correct it. They don't anything with it. They just kind of like The only thing they do is Kenny G it. kisses him goodbye and Mr. Garrison says, Oh, you kiss like my dad. <laughs> That's about it. That's the line for the episode. Season Suck My Balls 51, Season 3, Episode 17. Oh, you kiss like the my brown dad. note. The brown note in quotes. You you kiss like my dad. That's the name of the fucking podcast. Um God, that was fun. So yeah, I didn't like that, the manipulation there. Um I didn't like the New York kids, how they represented here in this episode. I know that they were made to be look like the bad kids, and eventually they obviously you know, uh, come to the, the conclusion that the South Park kids aren't bad. So as any kid does, you know, with people, they meet new people. So I get that. I just didn't like how they were kind of representative, like just a t- stereotypical New Yorker kid, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they were going to be represented, I would have liked them to have a more pivotal role. So if you're right. going to introduce them, do something with them. Otherwise, they were really kind of an afterthought other than the couple of different scenes. Right, and then they're not really brought up again. I mean, until we like, as we mentioned, other than sprites in the video game. Mm-hmm. Um, recorder music in general, I don't like that. That was my next one. I just uh, the recorder was a stupid. It's kind of a dumb instrument, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, play the flute. Play the flute. Yeah, or the clarinet. The clarinet. Yeah, why are you gonna play the recorder? It's weird. Or um, anything but like. Triangle would be more fun. Play the play the melodica. Fucking heart. Heart. Get some heart music back. Dude, we should learn how to play the heart, bro. I'm down. 
I will play that with you. All right. Yeah. Uh, dude, that you want to talk about chick magnet. Fucking for the fucking heart. Play some enchanting shit. Bro. Yo. We could totally pick up chicks playing Dungeons and Dragons playing harps, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we we'll talk- have like a weird setup to where it's just like we can like it's like a can- it's like um you know just like a thing where you can walk around with it and you can harp. We'll talk more we'll about this. We'll talk about this. So um, and then of course uh, next dislike here. Uh, I put let's talk about yours first before this last one because I think this is a good one to go out on. But let's talk about the Yoko one. You said you you actually didn't like Yoko. No, I thought it was kind of it was random as fuck. Uh, if they were gonna use her, they should have used the face. You know what I mean? Like they they oh I really they use it from time to time, but it's like man, they really should have. They were gonna go with her. They should have used her face. I think that would have been a lot more fun. It was weird that it was kind of just randomly plopped in there. Maybe it had. Mm-hmm. I, I do recall. I you know I don't know how long ago this was, but I do remember when I was a kid that Yoko Ono was starting to come out with her album and singing and doing right. her thing. So this mm-hmm. might have been right around that time. You know what I mean? So this could have mm-hmm. been that shot at him. You know, just making fun of Yoko Ono because she was a horrible musician or horrible singer. At least that's how it was. At least that's she doesn't sound good anyway. So that's how it's been presented. And if you listen to her music, it sounds best. So uh, her son, though, I don't know if you've heard her son play guitar and all that. He, he's a good. He's a good musician for sure. Um, obviously, being John Lennon's kid, right? right. Like, <laughs> Better would, be a good know, fucking I hope kid. Something went go down. Right. Um, so. That was uh so you just didn't like the Yoko thing, okay? And I think we both agreed on this, and I know Joe would probably agreed on this with us too. This was a very poor season finale. A very poor. This, this is one of the worst. I think the worst, the number mm, one. I would worst. I would disagree with that one. No, no. Okay. Stanley's yeah. Cup, in my opinion, is the worst season oh. finale. Not a big Stanley's Cup fan. So no. we'll get there, but I'm not a big Stanley's Cup fan. Hey, coach. Uh, that's another heart wrencher one. I don't really like it. It's a, that's a hard one. The kids get beat the shit out of and the Red Wings win at the end. We are the champion. Yeah, we did it, coach. Fucked. And then he and dies. And, and then like, the kid dies. It's a horrible season finale. A horrible season finale. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so, but you're, uh, to your point, not a strong season finale on this one. You know no. what I mean? It, even you wrote, you could skip this. Yep. If you really just, or you could just watch. The one Cartman joke where, you know, that's pretty sweet. Or that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And then when he figures out the brown note and Kenny farts in front of the kid. Like when they they all hear the brown note and they figure it out, then you can just skip it. Stop there and go to the next one. Because then it just – or it could even say just skip it. Just skip it. Yeah. Because this is – like – yeah, no, no, you're right. I don't disagree. This is definitely like you, if you're watching it casually, if I'm watching it casually, I don't think I would have skipped it. Obviously, because you know, I usually generally binge watch the shows. I'm, I'm not now, I'm actually watching it weekly. I've watched it twice already this week, but uh, I'm watching it weekly just to stay, you know, because it gives me something to do rather than burn through all the episodes again. But mm-hmm. I did watch some other episodes yesterday because I wanted to, you know, I was texting you and whatnot. But yeah, this was definitely an episode I would not go back to like regularly. 
you know, I, if I'm going to watch this season, I probably would have stopped at the Red Badge of Gayness, and then I would put on the Mr. Hankey's Christmas stuff around Christmas. It wouldn't be something that I would just watch normally. So, yeah, uh, kind of a hard way to go out. But, you know, we definitely get the turnaround here in the next season, man, because season four is a banger. Um, other than fucking Pip, the goddamn Pip episode, um, the Great Expectations. By the way, I booked us a guest for the Pip episode. We're bringing on a Brit. We're bringing on a Brit. Dude. So we're in England, and we're going to bring on a Brit. Because I was like – and he's a, he watches South Park too. Um, his, uh, his name is uh, Joe Atherton. He uh, wow. hosts the, the Smack Attack. And he's actually got a pretty big presence online in um, the UK, like on Twitter. Like he'll put something out and like hundreds of people just comment and like it. Like he riles people up. It's funny when he talks about wow. like rugby and soccer and stuff like that. So – He'll be fun. He's going to join us. And I basically was like, if I'm going to shit on the Great Expectations episode, chummed, I'm sure. And I'm going to shit on this episode, then I'm going to have a Brit on because either you're going to shit on it with me or you're going to argue with us, which I, if you're going to argue with us, that's great. That'll make for great radio. So he'll be, that episode will be like at the end of February. Check that out, I guess. The fucking Pip episode. Um, I've also got, I believe, Ted McNaylor is going to join us for the wacky molestiv- molestation episode where the kids say the m word that's also in season four well that's uh, yeah you mean the you mean the before the before time before time <laughs> in the before the before time we have to make the sacrifice to the john elway statue yeah uh i have to get to brindley did for the biggest interview of my life anyways <laughs> that'll be next season of course there's timmy's introduced next season uh, there's the uh, Cartman becomes the, the whole premise of next season is Cartman trying to make a million dollars. So it's a great season. I'm excited to see what you can do with your finger as well. Finger bang, 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 finger bang, finger bang, 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 bang. I'm gonna finger bang, bang you into my heart. Anyway, so guys, we are excited to bring you season four. And, you know, we didn't really put it over last week. I think it took took maybe some time for us to set in. But we've recorded over 50 episodes. So we just want to thank you, the listener. episodes, baby. You know, we want to thank you, the listener, for coming along with us on this ride as we continue along. We continue to record 50 more and 100 more, 250 more, and hopefully 300 more as we want more episodes of South Park. But... Uh, you know, it's a big accomplishment, you know, for me, more, I, I would even say more so like I have to try to look at it even from more your perspective too, because this is the only podcast that you do. Right. So like, right. and I do so much podcasts on a weekly basis that I probably do more than 50 to a hundred podcasts a year already. So like, I have to step back and also think, Oh man, this is a big accomplishment. I mean, it's, we've done this consistently every week, not for 50 weeks, obviously, because we would be at the end of, near december but we're getting close this is like week 48 week 49 but uh episode you know we've done a couple bonus ones obviously in the movie so but you know with over 50 episodes that for us to have that consistency um i think as a podcast or any form of media um it's hard to do to show that consistency so by us showing that that's now starting to build out the library you know more fans are tuning in and listening and interacting with us whether it be here or on youtube so we really do appreciate you and we do want to hear from you. So send us your information, send us your thoughts, suck my balls pod at gmail.com. 
As I mentioned before, if you have a voice recording you'd like to get over or like to congratulate for our one-year anniversary show, which will be in January, please send that in. I will edit that into the episode. You can also interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at SuckMyBallsPod, on Facebook at SouthParkPod. You can also follow me on Twitter at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Check out my other shows, Light the Fuse podcast and AEW Review with Ben Homie and Chris Silvio. This week we also had Rip Rogers on, who's basically the guy that's you trained every pretty much WWE wrestler that's been famous from John Cena to Chris from Batista to Randy Orton. Anybody and everybody that's come through WWE in the last 15 years was trained under Rip Rogers. So, and that's uh the guy who trained Ben Hamid. So I work for him. We're on his platform, Hamid Media Group. So shout out to them. Check out that show. The Impact Attack, I also host that as well. I also edit the New Force Order podcast and the Star Wars podcast. You can check out the, sorry, the New Force Order podcast and the Star Trek podcast. You can check out the two episodes of the New Force Order podcast this week. As they, we had on the uh, guy who did the voice, or does the voice of, um, what is it, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, from uh, Star Wars Rebels. Steven Staten. Staten. Yeah, Dude, we had him on. Sick. Go check that out. We had a whole hour conversation they had with him. He's super cool. So that's Dude, on right far now. Out. Yeah, so check out that interview. That's up there. And then I believe I'm going to go ahead and say it now because by the time this airs, it'll be up. Uh, the Star Trek podcast is interviewing uh, professional wrestler uh, Lance Archer. He's coming on to do a Star Trek podcast with them. So the murder uh, hawk himself. Go check that out. Um, so, all that's all my stuff. Uh, of course, you can follow Scoop, I believe, at Jackson underscore Scoop on Instagram if you want to post memes and have fun, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You have any other final parting words today, Scoop? Set. Nah. We'll see you next week, guys. Sup, boss. In Jungarel will Jule till Ching Chang Ching Lucy Och kring ham David Sneen vil Ching Chang Ching Lucy Han spred sig frem i regn og blæst med et der sejnede hans hest. Ching Chang Lu, Ching Chang Lu, Ching Chang Ching Den jomfru sad i høje tårn. Ching Chang Ching Lucy og ventede ham som til form. Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Ching chang ching lu de fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching lucilej Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lucilej Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lucilej 
Da han tøede, blev han våd. Ching, chang, ching, Men sådan kan det altså gå, når man går uden hue på. Ching, chang, lu, ching, chang, lu. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search RatsoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.